Hey, this is Brent Jensen. You're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. This show is brought to you by Pry Pickups, handcrafted guitar pickups made with love down in Detroit Rock City. Check them out at pariahpickups.com. The show is also brought to you by Storyfora, the writing services and content agency providing people with communication solutions of all sorts. For writing services of any type, go to Storyfora. That's P-H-O-R-A, Storyfora.com. And lastly, don't forget to check out Thursday Night Record Club on the Branch Ensign Music YouTube channel. All right, so today on No Sleep Till Sunbury, you're about to hear an episode that was originally taped on April 14th, three months ago. The reason being is that my guest on this episode is Mr. Rob Pruce, and we're talking about the new show that he and I put together called Rob Pruce and Friends, which in essence is an intimate and interactive musical evening that serves as a career retrospective for Rob. It spans his life as a musician, Spoons, Honeymoon Suite, working for Phantom in Toronto, on through all the shows that he was a part of on Broadway in New York City and beyond. Now, the reason why I held on to this episode for so long was because while I wanted to record it in person with him, he was in town just having finished the last of his warm-up dates at the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville the night before. I had intended to use it in the promotion of a potential date that we were going to do at the Redwood Theatre in Toronto in June. Because this is rock and roll, things change. The Redwood show is now more likely to happen towards the end of the year, and since we recorded this, Rob's show at the Elma Combo in Toronto has been confirmed for August 26th, along with a date at Bar Robo in Ottawa next weekend. All right, that ought to explain what you're about to hear. Now, here's the man himself to talk to me a little bit about the show, from our chairs on the stage of the Redwood Theatre in Toronto. Why don't you do it? Then? No. Why don't you do the intro? Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury. And today, I've got my very special guest, Rob Bruce, at the Redwood Theater. That's perfect. On Gerard. No, what street are we on? Gerard. Gerard. And is it Greenwood? It's actually called Redwood. Right. The street is actually called Redwood. Yeah, just over here. Yeah. See, now I don't have to do the intro. Did we do it? You just did it. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome, Brent. How are oh, you Thank been? you very much. <laughs> It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. You and I face to face. Finally. On microphones. Finally. Is it, so here we are at the Redwood Theater. This place is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I'm a little obsessed with it. So I thought you would be. I thought you, as soon as I walked in here, I knew that you're going to love this place. So it's, I would say this is about the same size as the Opera House for people who cannot see it without the balcony. And uh, it's just a really charming, organic place. Like this is, was it 1916, I think. Yeah, um, well, there's that do. old movie movie projector in the front, right. which says patented 1916, so it's got to be that early era of film, right? Old theater. Yeah, they used to do uh, movies and vaudeville in here. Amazing. Yeah, tell us, tell them, tell the listeners about the trap doors, Brent. The trap doors. <laughs> there, I don't know how many. I know there are at least there's at least one wow. where you can. We're sitting on the stage right now. Well, pictures will be available of this stuff. Well, actually, we're filming this. That's right. Yeah, but there is a trap door behind the stage. And you can go under the floor and pop up at the front of the building try and it. make your escape. I want to do it. I did that last night at the Moonshine Cafe. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> at the end of the first set, you know, the, there's a back door and you can, oh, and it was so nice to just get out to some fresh air. And I walked out from the back and then, oh, back. That's when I came back around to the front. Oh, did you really yeah, do yeah, that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's hilarious. That's I, didn't I, know I, could, I, did, I didn't know there was a back door there. 
we only been there one other time, so we didn't. There were so many things to learn about it. Yeah, because there's not really a backstage because it's such a small place. That's right. But last night there's parking back behind as well. Um, but yeah, I came out and it was fun. It's That's just, a good spot. Eh? I love it. I love the Moonshine Cafe. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's talk about your show. You mm-hmm. were amazing last night. That was a fantastic show. You had it was fun. A whole new host of of musical guests. Yep. And uh, I, I, you know, you covered everything, right? So you did. A phantom song you did spoon songs you yep. did honeymoon i did sweet a lot of honeymoon sweet this time as well yeah i think the first show i did i didn't i think i only did one and i don't i just worked out that way so yeah this time felt a little more ambitious but you did uh a cars tune a cars tune which was great yep so like talk about how this whole thing came about this is our second show now right so the first one you did we kind of put together a bit of a mock you know, set list. Yeah, we will, did that like six months it. ago. Right. Like a long time ago. That's, That's right. right. I tried to be the architect, but yeah. you're like, okay, here's what's going to work. Right. The, the general foundation is it's over the course of your life and it's almost a career retrospective, right? Mm-hmm. So you start out, you know, with young Rob Proust and you kind of move your way through and you, you go through the spoons, you go through sweet songs that you loved in high school. Yeah. A lot of theater stuff. Yep. And it's really cool. But like this set list last night that you had, how did you put that together? Completely randomly. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, I, I mean, I had the singers, the four singers, and I basically asked them, like, I would give them a choice of, you know, a few songs to choose from to listen to. Okay. And it, I mean, it was sort of random, but like I tried to, you know, I knew I had to do some of the, like the hits, like, like the ones that, that I would be known for as far as the band songs, yeah. which I love to play, but it's always nice to sort of have a new way to look at them. And then I, I was just picking songs that I liked and that I wanted to do. Like the one, my one friend who sang, Actually, two of the friends, my two high school friends, each of them, I, I gave them songs that were things that I remember about them from when we were kids. Right. That I thought, oh, we should just do this because it'll be fun to do. So like the Cars tune, you know, that my friend Tim had won the battle of the, or was in the battle of the bands and I heard it and it was like my introduction to new wave music, you know? That was so, so cool. Yeah. And the, you know, that, that's the cool thing about what you're doing is that there's an authenticity there. It's your story. I mean, people do, you know, Rick Wakeman, we talked about this, you know, Mm -hmm. he would go through and just tell stories and stuff, but nobody else is doing what you're doing in Mm -hmm. terms of including your, your high school friends. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, there's just this kind of very organic aspect that. Well, and I also like mixing, mixing it up. I mean, you know, as we'll talk about the next shows, who am I going to have next time? And like, I don't have a clue. Like now that we have several shows to draw on as well, I feel like, well, I could ask some people back or I could get new people as well. And you know, I'm sort of game for anything. Like that's sort of what I like. What I've always wanted to be able to do is to keep some, some control of what I want it to be, but also stay open to a singer suggesting, let's try this or try that because collaboration like that is what I've always loved doing anyways. And when you're in a band, that's what you do is, you know, you collaborate with your bandmates. But since right. I'm, I don't have a band, I've got these singers to work with. And I feel like each person brings something of themselves to it. Yeah. Along with me suggesting to them songs to try. Like Sandra, right? Like, yeah. it was ridiculous. Like, I, I knew what her voice was going to sound like. And then I said to her, why don't we think about trying these songs? And then she suggested some songs as well. And it sort of went back and forth like that. So that's what I love. And, and, and you know, you're, you're such a, a, a gracious guy. Like you let her do one of her own songs. Cause I got to play it with her, <laughs> but th- that's so cool. Right. Mm-hmm. She has a song called the city, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's her and a piano. That's it. Nothing else. I was but, probably more nervous than she was. 
Really? <laughs> sure. Just because I don't want to screw up for a singer, you know, like, like, I mean, that's just the nature of like me wanting to be, to be my best, to play my best for and accompany somebody else, right. which is something that I learned. I learned playing musical theater for so many years that I want to do my best, but also support a singer and singers need the support. And, and when we work together and it works, it's fantastic. It's like magic, you know? Yeah. So. And she was amazing. Like, that's the thing. She's such a good singer that I could just follow her, basically. Like, we, we're, we're following each other, but she has a, such a dynamic voice and her rhythm is so good. So, yes. Yeah, I noticed cool. that, too, yeah. that you guys were a good tandem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had chemistry, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, she did a phantom tune. She sure did. You know, I was sitting with her before, and yeah. she said, listen, like, I'm a little nervous about this. And I said, you're going to kill it. Don't worry. And then she told me what she was going to do. And yeah. I didn't know. I knew I knew you guys were kind of dabbling in this stuff. Yeah. But she said, no, we're doing an actual number from Phantom. And I said, oh. Like, it was amazing, huh? That's a different singing style. Totally. Yeah, right? she told me that. Like, And in fact, she asked if she could, she's like, D if, let me know where you're going to put it in the set because she wanted to do a little bit of a different type of a warm-up before singing it as well. Right. To sort of prepare her voice for it. Right. So, which is why I put it in the start of the second set. Yeah. It was super cool. And and she killed it. I mean, you both did like an amazing job. Yeah, I loved it. But that's what makes this show special for me mm. because nobody was anticipating that that was going to happen. Myself included. Really? Oh, right? good. I mean, I kind of better. Yeah, idea. yeah. You knew there'd be something. Yeah, but I talked to people after guests of the show, mm -hmm. and they were and they were like, "This is fantastic." Good. That's what I like. I mean, keeping the variety is what I like, and I'm gonna. I mean, as we go on and, and develop it more, I'll always be conscious of keeping the flow and the, you know the pacing of the show is gonna always be important to me as well. Mm -hmm. um, just to keep it interesting, which is why it's nice to have some singers to choose from and the the different styles to choose from. But yeah, it's, there's, I'm excited to expand it more. Like now that I've added a drummer and I had sometimes two guitar players with me as well, that was cool. Next step will be maybe to add a bass player and, you know, baby steps. Almost yeah. like having a band. No, it really. And having the drums. Oh, Juice was amazing. Oh, he was fantastic. He's my new hero. Yeah. 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 You guys are really, really good. Juice Katus, you killed it. <laughs> I'll make him tune in. I'll make him tune in. <laughs> oh, it was great. Mm -hmm. um, that was a, a really great ad. Well, you and I have yet to do our post-mortem on the show, but we'll That's talk right. about like- We'll what do that later yeah, in we'll private. Do, we'll do that yeah. <laughs> in private. <laughs> when the microphones and the cameras are off. That's right. <laughs> now, another cool aspect of the show is the stories that you tell. Mm. So you told a really great story last night about Donnie Osmond. <laughs> in the spur of the moment, it occurred to me. It's but so funny. That, that's what I love about the yeah. show is that these things are very spontaneous. They come to your mind <clears throat> right? and you share it. Yeah. So can you share, uh, you know, that story? The Donny Osmond story? Yeah, because it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, because I was going to play a song from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And as I was sort of talking about doing the show with Donny Osmond, suddenly it occurred to me that I, I remembered that there was a performance where myself and the other keyboard player we had the wrong keys for the for the music because donnie's nephew was his understudy and he sang a couple of songs in a different key than donnie i think it was a little bit lower because donnie had a higher voice um and so the conductor would at the beginning of each show say okay today's going to be the david osmond show so you gotta switch your music back and the other keyboard player forgot to switch back when donnie came back for his next show and we started this song close every door and i had one key and the other keyboard player had the other key oh no and it was a mess and donnie stopped the show he was, he, we played the first like four chords and no, and the conductor was looking at us two keyboard players and oh, we weren't sure exactly what was going to happen next. And if it was going to 
fix itself. It would have fixed itself and it would have gone on, but it didn't. And Donnie was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And the audience loved it and they applauded and it stopped the show. But, you know, people love that kind of stuff. They do because it's a it's a look behind the curtain Mm -hmm. almost. Right. And people breaks the it breaks the fourth wall. That's right. Which you don't want to happen all the time. No. Because you want to, people want to come to a show and be invested in it and, and drawn into another world. But it's, you also are, it's the same way I've, I see people, you know, everybody complains rightly that, you know, when you go to, to shows and people are taking pictures or you see people in the audience texting or whatever. And performers, especially on Broadway, I see people saying, doesn't the audience realize we can see them? We know what they're doing. Like, I, like, sure, we're portraying something for you, but we look out at the audience. We see you there falling asleep or we see you there looking at your phone or whatever. And, you know, there's stories about performers like stopping and saying, hey, you know, put that phone away or whatever. If oh, they're yeah. trying to take pictures or whatever. And so it's just one of those things where you realize, oh, yeah, we need, we see each other in that way. And it's that's just a part of what it is, you know. So when when it happens unexpectedly, it's super cool. Like if it's not a terrible thing, you know. <laughs> no, I I love those stories. Oh yeah. So let's go through. You know, typically we talk about five songs to make your skin vibrate. Yes. So in your current show, and I know that this is continually morphing into you know different things, but you know, what are five songs last night that you really were glad that you could include in the Ooh. show? Just five. You know, we can we can talk about whatever we want. I if was you... glad to include the Tears for Fears song that we did. That was really good. Yeah, that's cool, right? Yeah. Richard is an amazing singer. Richard Birch. Hey, Richard, thanks. Can can we, we he's an opera singer, is he not? Yeah. I mean I mean, I don't know if he's actually sung legit opera, but he's got that sound. Like he should be singing opera. In fact, for future shows I may get him back to sing something else. Like I don't know. I want to put him to the test because like he's amazing. To clarify, he is a distinctly operatic style. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but, but but with a like, pop sensibility, like that's yeah. what I loved was there was it was bridge, bridging those worlds together for sure. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. a strong, strong singer. Mm-hmm. And you know, being in the audience, people were wowed by that. Like people hooted and and he wasn't feeling he well was too. He almost he's I, I told you he was almost gonna not show up. He was he was not sure he was gonna make it in the morning. He called me and I was like, oh no. And I said, I said, you need to, you need to take care of yourself first. And if you can't make it, that's fine. But let the day go on and see how you feel. And later on, he said, I'm feeling better. And, and actually, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. He, he, he fixed a couple of melodies where he wasn't able to get up to some of the real high notes because he goes way higher even. But what he substituted was fantastic. So, And he did uh, arias and symphonies. Yeah, that was yeah, cool too. Moonstone, which yep. is great. And I'm glad. So that would be one of the songs. I would pick two, of, two songs of Richard's. Those two I loved being able to do. Um, I loved being able to do... The Paul McCartney thing called Junk, which is that little instrumental thing. That was cool. It's just a little short piece of music, but yeah. I sort of feel like those are the kind of things that I want to be able to have a variety of, of music to choose from. I have so much music in my head all the time. And so it's hard for me to like start thinking of new music to add because there's too much to choose from, you right. know, but that's okay. Like it gives me more confidence. I think each time we go along to go, Hey, let's just try this now because if I, if I, if I change my mind later, it's okay too, but. But see, that, that's where we differ. And, th- and this is fantastic because I'm learning so much about this process. Mm. When you and I started building this thing, we would do Zoom calls together. Yeah, right. And we would say, okay, so, you know, we have this time to work with. It's, it's, it looks like 245s. Yeah. You know, how are we going to fill those up? Right. So when we tried to, you know, make it like a puzzle where mm-hmm. we start with this and this is the, you know, the end and the, and the middle and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but I was very heavy on like structure. That's right. Making sure that we had like a, but 
you're an artist, right? So you're like, okay, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'll figure it out. And I was like, oh God. Yeah. But actually, but what was good is though, you, your, your focus on structure from your perspective was good for me though, because that's what I needed. I needed the structure. But I, I think know? it's, it's almost like a yin and yang thing, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, and I'm glad that that worked out because, you know, there were times where I'm like, oh my God, is this going to work out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, but you it is. knew yeah. from all of your years of experience and through just being an artist, I said, dude, I got it. Like, but mind you, I do. I did spend all day yesterday and the, and the day before um, reconfiguring the set list mm. because even though, and I was very confident about that I knew it would come together, and but I'm always like a last minute person. I'm like night before doing my homework, you know? Um, and I had all the songs and I had each singer and the songs they were going to do. And I, and I, I went for a run. I was like, like going for a run. And all of a sudden, like different pieces of the, of the set list would come into my head. Like, oh, we should do this and then do that. And this is how we'll end the first set. And then I would write these things down. And then eventually I just had to fill in the spaces. So you know how I did it is I, I wrote down all the names of the songs on a piece of paper. And then I cut them out into little pieces like a puzzle <laughs> and then I put them on a page and then you can rearrange them without having to just keep writing it down almost like stickies it, just... really, it really is yeah. so I had the page with the songs set one set two and I knew I put the ones where I knew for sure they were going to be right. and I'm like okay now I've got these left and so I put them in and slot them into their places and then try moving things around and then then I had to put a piece of tape on them so they didn't blow away that is <laughs> but so it's, it works yeah I've done it before I've done it in the past with some concerts that my wife and I did um when you have a variety to work from, you it's better to keep it flexible until until the last minute, and then even then you can change it if you want. I love that. That's so great. And you know what? You, you, like you're so skilled in in carrying the the momentum of the show. You know when people are trying to be funny <clears throat> and it's kind of awkward. Yeah. Right. I had a lot but, of those moments. No, no, but that, that, <laughs> no. It was the opposite. Like you you in between songs, you're telling stories, but then the way like you kind of explain things. Yeah. And you just throw this little joke in. And it's hilarious. Like, like, and you know, because the crowd's laughing. I know. Right? Like, it was really good. So you're a pro when it comes to that stuff. So there's no concern about, you know, the momentum of the show and right. just the continuity of it and all that. Because Well, all the, like, all the little interjections and things, I feel like in the heat of the moment, I'll, I'll, like, think of one more thing to say off the top of, like you said, like, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And I like feeling like it's okay to do that. Yes. Because... In the context of the of what the evening is, I sort of like to keep it a little bit loose in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm not just a performer who's coming out to present the music, you know. Right. Some people do that. Lots of people do that. But I guess that's not what I am in the first place. I think that people do that because, you know, it's, it's funny because I was just talking about the power of structure and everything. But like bands want, uh, there's, there's a comfort in that for them, I think. Yes. Like they do the same set list. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before, where they do the same stage rap. Yes, that's you know, right. The singers, which I'm not a huge fan of because yeah. it seems insincere to me. Yeah. But there's a comfort in that. Yep. But I love the fact that you just go up there and say, hey, you know what? Oh, I just remembered this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Because imagine if I didn't do that. Well, I mean, I can't imagine in my own head if I felt like I, I had to withhold things like that. It would be stiff. Sometimes it would be. Like, yeah. I, I mean, there there were a couple places where I stopped myself because I thought, oh, yeah, this will go this will go on too long. I've got all these songs to get through. So I should just <laughs> shut up right now. I could tell this story, but I think I'll just not do it. So, But you know what? The, again, there's an authenticity about that. And people feel like they're sitting in your living room listening right. to you jam with right. your buddies. Which, especially at the Moonshine Cafe, thanks, John Marlett. Right. It's the most intimate place. Like, I think we'll keep coming back there. Like, as the years yeah. go on. I would want to return there, you know, because it right. just it's just feels like like a good foundational place, you know. So yeah, yeah, I talked to John about that last night. Yeah, outside. Yeah, good. so I think so. It's 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 almost like a coming home thing yeah. too, right? 
Yeah. And it's so funny because, and I know I told you this before, but that was the first place I almost started five years ago. It was 2018 mm. when I first spoke to John and talked about doing it. And then my, my schedule got messed up and stuff and I wasn't able to do it. And then just time went on. But that was my instinct back then was to say, I think I should just start it here. It feels like a, like a comfortable place to begin. Yeah. Instead of trying to say, we're going to go to a theater or like a, like a bigger place, you know, have a, have a beginning in a place that I know it's going to be a lot of people I know there and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. More songs. So, oh yeah. Uh, sorry, we went off on a tangent there. I love um, tangents. My whole life is a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I am, a, and when I go to Florida, I am a tangent. <laughs> See, there's that humor. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the music, don't stay for the humor. Um, so Arias, the, the Tears for Fear song, I would pick. Arias, definitely, because I didn't play that in the first show, and I was going to. That's right. But I didn't have anybody to sing it. I hadn't chosen anybody to sing it. So this time I knew Richard was going to do it. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Um, I liked playing, I, I liked playing the Paul McCartney song, the little instrumental thing. I liked playing the songs with Sandra in New Keys. It was really fun. Uh, that was sort of magical. We played Nova Heart and we played New Girl Now. Both transposed a little bit higher for her to sing them. So t tell me something about that. Now you made a comment last night and yeah. I noticed that you would shift to one side and adjust something. Yeah. And you said, typically I can transpose everything, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So how, what's the story behind well, that? When you are going to play a song in a different key, mm -hmm. on, a, on an electric keyboard, you can cheat and there's a transpose button. So if I play a song and I, like if I was going to play Romantic Traffic, let's yeah, say, yeah. and I play it the way I've played it my whole life long, and somebody says, let's try it in a new key, I could play it. I could physically just learn, do it in the other key, or I could press a button and play it the way I've always played it. And in it would sound position. higher. And oh. in the same position, it would sound higher or sound lower. So it's almost like tuning up or tuning down. Yeah. It's like a capo. It's like a capo. A like capo. an electric Sorry, capo. Meant, yeah. 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 Wow. So, which is good if if certain things work better under your hands. Guitar players, the same reason you would use a capo. Right. Certain, certain positions of, of the chords work better with a shape. I don't know. I don't know how to play guitar, but that's what I've heard. So that's what they do, you know? Um, <laughs> And with keyboard, certainly I use the transpose button all the time. Like like with my wife, when we have voice students that come to our place for classes and stuff. Right, right. And kids will want to sing songs. Like we'll get young young kids who want to sing like pop songs done by grownups. And we'll be like, well, it's too low for you or it's too high for you and we'll transpose it. And so I'll look at the sheet music and instead of just relearning it, I'll just press the button and just do that. It's total cheating, but yeah. I don't care. Well, so I'm not, I'm different. not, some people are really good. Like some musicians have a really good ability to look at music and transpose as they're looking at it. Oh. I could never do it. I could do it a little bit. It depends how, how, how tricky the song really is. But being able to just press a button on the keyboard is like nothing. So when Sandra wanted to move the songs up, I knew I was going to, I was going to prefer to just relearn it in a new key. Right. But it was good for my brain because it was a little tricky. Um, like Nova Heart, because I mean, I played it my whole life in a certain key. So to move it up. I had to rethink it and voice it in a different way, which to me made it sound super cool. Yeah. Like it, it has, it's like resonating different frequencies, you know, like there's something in the power of music. And I mean, I've, I've read books about this, like with different keys and different, you know, people who have perfect pitch sometimes say that they hear different pitches with different colors and things. And there's all these things about frequencies and it's, it's a very mysterious world. Yeah. But hearing Nova Heart and hearing all the same kind of notes, but in a different position made it something else. It lifted it up in a weird way. It was super cool. And New Girl Now, too. 
I know. It was ridiculous. That had so a cool. completely different sound. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did this really cool walk-up thing during that did during I? that song, too. Yeah. It was, I don't remember. It was awesome. I've never played it the same way twice. Wow. That's the best part. Yeah. No. But when we rehearsed for this whole show, too, like with some of the singers, we only ran through songs a couple of times. Like I, I scheduled, we only did one rehearsal, really, and we... I sort of schedule it like, you know, like a doctor, like you come for 90 minutes and you come for 90 minutes and you come <laughs> for 90 minutes. Break yeah, no break even. We just oh. kept going. But then we would just say, let's work through these songs and maybe try things and sort of get an idea of what it might be. And then we just sort of left it. I noticed last night there was a, a little camaraderie between all of your you know musical special guests, right? yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. Because you were the core, right? Mm-hmm. You brought them all together. Yeah. You were the kind of the common thread or the, the straw that kind of stirred the drink, really. Yeah, right. Um, so Sandra and then you had, you know, Tim was there and, and a bunch of other. But it was really cool because they, you know, they were like jazzed about it. Right? I know. Like, this is so fun. Right. Yeah. And that kind of came through in the performance, too, I found. Yep. Yeah. Because there was enough inter- interaction. People sort of pat- crossing paths on and off stage and stuff. And I would like more of that. Like, I would like more interaction in that way like it's harder i mean maybe i'd have to pick like some more duets or have some people come to sing harmonies and stuff in the future which would be super cool too more of that i've always envisioned having a show too with like a whole choir which would be amazing that would have to be real structured wow you know but like the power of voices together it would be amazing that might be a future thing maybe we can do that here at the redwood oh my god the stage we're sitting on right now is huge yeah yeah we gotta play here so yeah well we'd like to announce now that we're going to be doing a performance here well, we don't have it yet. So we don't have a date yet, but we but we do know yeah. that it can be in June. Oh, that's right. Other than the sixteenth. So obviously, you know, you being a New Yorker and we being in Toronto right now. Maybe the, maybe closer to the end of the month. Let's see. Well, we're gonna talk to Maria after we wrap the show here. And, yeah. And it's gonna be finalized. So so we'll look for an end of June show at the Redwood Theater in Toronto. Yeah. In the East End. In the East End. I love it out here. It east is side. Cool. Come out to the east side of Toronto. We're pretty far east too, aren't we? We're almost uh, in Ottawa. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I guess we're closer to Kingston. We're on the way. We're, 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 we're Belleville-ish. Belleville-ish, right. Yeah. Belleville-ish. <laughs> is there a band called Belleville yet? I don't believe so. There should be. I just, just occurred to me, that might be a good name for a band. Yeah. Belleville. Boston, Toronto, Chicago. Belleville. Belleville. Maybe. Why not? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> All right. What else do you have to say? Well, nothing. I'm, I'm glad we could meet here the day after. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm excited for more. I'm excited to consider more songs. And and I feel like like every step along the way, it gets, I wouldn't say it gets easier, but it gets more comfortable. I noticed a huge difference between the two shows in terms of comfort level. And, and of course, it's your first show. And, you know, to our point earlier, like there wasn't, it wasn't 100% structured. No, that's right. Even if it was, I mean, there's still jitters, but, but I noticed a massive, I was telling somebody today, three steps forward. Yeah. You know, truly. Yeah. Well, the first one, I think I felt like, I felt the pressure of like having to bring everything I've ever wanted to do in a show into this one show. And I wasn't sure what, how to filter that, you know, and how to like, like take things out of it and move it around. And I, I, I think we always said, I just need to do it. You just need to start. And that's true of anything in life. Like, you, you know, people will hold themselves back from doing anything for fear of like just taking the first step. And it's always, all you can do is take the first step. And you can't necessarily go 
really wrong unless you're, a, you know, doing something dangerous. Yeah. And then, I don't know, go ahead, be dangerous. I mean, that's some people want to do that. This isn't, this isn't a dangerous thing we're trying. It, the only danger comes from the nerves and the, the anxiety, but even that can be hard to get over, you know? And I've, I've learned all my life to sort of embrace that nervousness because I'm always nervous. But somehow I get less nervous as time goes on. I'm always way more nervous in the days before I actually do the thing. The day, oh, yeah. the day of the show, I'm like, okay, well, there's no turning back now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've always had that. And I, and I learned to embrace that, trust it sort of. See, but that's great, right? Yes. Somebody told me once that if you, if you didn't get nervous, then, you know, something would be wrong in terms of you kind of not being into it or not caring about the performance, yeah. right? Well, it's, it's, it's a certain amount of awareness too. Like yeah. we should all be our own worst critics, first of all. I, I think I suck at everything I do. And I know that there's things that I do not suck really badly, but I know there's always room for improvement in everything, you know? I would agree with that, but But, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to stop you, okay? Okay. You've dazzled me (laughs) with- That was that flashlight in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) With the the piano and the keyboard. Like, unbelievably. The things that you can just, that come out of your hands- but it's funny because you see yourself in a completely different way than yes, I see you and exactly. everybody else sees you. Well, yeah. And that that's the uh, That's that's the thing that I learned to trust is is the the dividing line between a listener and a player. Mm-hmm. And I I'm always a little bit of both because I hear myself in the moment and then I judge myself in the moment, but then after the fact I can still go, "Oh, that was okay." And, you know, it, it, I know what I want to work on and what I can improve on. And I'm always I think a lot of performers do that. You sort of ride that line all the time, you know, and, but I, I would never be satisfied, but I think that's why we keep doing what we do because you always want to get to the next level of even just the next level of doing the same thing, which I think I learned also in theater. Like when you do a show, like I did Mamma Mia for 15 years, like how can you do the same thing over and over again? But it literally is reinvented every time. Mm -hmm. It should be reinvented every time. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty in it that you take what you know, and you know that there are people who are like first timers. Yes. And they're the people who, they don't know how many times you've done it. They don't care if you're bored. They want, they pay their money. They want to see the thing. That's a great point. So you have to love the thing that you're doing in order for them to feel the love. Right. You know? Yeah. So, and I love that feeling. Like, I don't know. It's weird. That's I got point. it. I, I mean, I got it being in bands as well, but we got it from all, all areas. Like we got it from making the music ourselves. We got it from seeing fans from doing shows, you know, record signings, all that, all those different elements. But when you're in theater, it's really just the performance. There's not much else to it. So you find the joy in that. So you just reminded me of something that I want to touch on really quick. Cause I thought it was fascinating. So you have this underground fan base that like, <laughs> like literally show up at your shows yeah. and, and bring these things that, you know, surprise me every time. Yep. So last night this guy showed up yeah. with two, 45s. Oh, he showed up with more than that, but he had two of, yeah. So he had two of the same one. Yeah. And they were those old emotions. Yeah. Uh, and it literally was the 45 that yeah. I listened to when I was a kid. Yeah. And he with said, our picture on the, on the label. This <laughs> unbelievable, right? I know. So he says, uh, Rob, you know, I've got two of these. I want you to have one, but can you sign mine? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just fascinating. These so people funny. are so dedicated there's yeah. a woman there who gave you a huge hug yeah. and i could see in her eyes that this meant so much to her yeah and i think that's great i love it's that. great because it happens but it's also great because you love it too yeah 
That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And it never gets old for you. I've seen you go through this no. a million times. I know. I stand there after the show. I, I just basically got off stage and then I stood there because there was nowhere to go yeah. anyways. And I was like, I guess I should wait to start tearing down my keyboard. And then I saw these people coming over. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll say hi to people. There's then. a lineup yeah, of people. I, know. Yeah. I was like, you must be all lined up to go to the bathroom. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the bathroom line. Uh, it was so funny. That's one of my favorite things about you. No, I love you that. You actually probably did think that. <laughs> For a second I did. And then I realized and I was like, oh, okay. Then I'm not going anywhere. Somebody get me a beer. That's so great. Um, but I love meeting people like that. And especially when when people have like their specific memories of, you know, either meeting me years ago. Yeah. Or like there was somebody who lived near me in Burlington that that knew that I was in the band and stuff who I didn't really know. But I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. I love everybody's stories. I think everybody's got a good story. To yeah. tell, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I love hearing them all. Yeah. So. That's amazing. It goes both ways. Like, I guess I get to be on the stage playing the music and telling some stories. And then if people want to come and tell me stories, I'll be a listener. Yeah. I like that. I love it. Mm. I love it. All right. Well, I think uh, that about does it, my friend. For now. For now. Just for now. For now. So, we will be back here. Yes. At the end of June, I believe. I love it. Yeah. Redwood Theater, East End Toronto. And after that, the world, the world, yes, or <laughs> close to it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Did you record that one? Or are we going to, is that just a test? No, that's. We'll do the real episode now. Yeah, we'll do the real That was our test. Now. That was our run through. That was it. That's it. Oh my God. This has been Brent Jensen with No Sleep to Subbury. Till next time, folks. Till next time, folks. Tune in. Take good care. Take good care. <laughs> I was close. And then here comes the music. <laughs> Love it. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subway, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs>